Hi, friends, and welcome to the Boss Next Door podcast. I'm your host, Becca Robinson, and I'm just a girl who decided to chase down her biggest dreams. 10 years and two successful businesses later, and I have grown from the girl next door to the boss next door, and I've learned a few things along the way that I want to share with you. Each week, I'll be bringing you stories, encouragement, and strategies that everyday people just like you and me are using to accomplish extraordinary things. I hope you leave each episode feeling more inspired, more encouraged, and more empowered than ever to go out and chase down your wildest dreams. Thanks for being here. first episode of 2020 and I am so excited that you are joining me for this conversation. I have a very special guest that I am so excited about sharing the conversation that we had with all of you guys because I think it's perfect timing for New Year's. So before I launch into that, I just wanted to say thank you to those of you guys who supported me in the launch of my first mini course bundle, the visibility bundle. It was the three mini courses that were my most requested trainings over the last few years of working with small business owners, home-based business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, One is about DIYing your branding. One is about um, upping your photo game. And one is about some design and styling advice for those of you guys that take lifestyle pictures or have products to sell. And altogether, they help you level up your visibility online for your business. And I just want to say thank you to those of you guys that supported me in that launch. It was my first ever launch of anything like that. It happened in December, which was a little bit crazy. If you missed it, that's okay. Everything, um, all the info is still up on the website. And even though the bundle isn't live right now anymore, all of the courses that were in it are now up live on the site individually. So you can still get access to all that stuff. And I also wanted to say thank you to the couple hundred of you guys that joined me for my 2020 vision night and downloaded my vision workbook. That was such a fun event. It was so fun to get to go through that with you guys. And I've been getting the most incredible messages and emails from those of you guys who maybe missed the event, but still Um, downloaded the workbook and then listened to the podcast episode where I just talked you through it and you've been working through it on your own. And it's just making my heart so happy. So vision is something that has always been a natural strength of mine, vision, creativity, aesthetics. That's why branding and marketing has always been a strength of mine. And I know that for some people it can be really hard or really scary to cultivate that vision, to set those really big goals. And it can also feel a little abstract. You, you this time of year, see a lot of teachings and tips and workshops on making a vision board or setting a vision or setting smart goals and all the different things. And they're all great. But I know that sometimes it can feel a little bit um, discombobulating. You almost don't know where to look. You can feel shame if your goals aren't huge or if you lack direction. And so I put that workbook together and it's a totally free download. You can still get it if you go to my website, Boss Next Door. Actually, in the very top of the page, you can see where to get it. And um, you can download it instantly. You can go through it on your own or you can um, play episode eight of the podcast and I talk you through it. That's actually the recording from our live Vision Night event. And it helps you to not only set those goals, but it helps you slow down, kind of reflect back on the year that just ended on 2019, take stock, learn your lessons, take what you learned and then shift your focus to 2020. So we're not just arbitrarily, you know, plucking goals out of the air for 2020. Like I want to make a million dollars or I want to 
you know, buy a new car. I want to get out of debt, whatever. They're all great. But what we're doing is we're actually looking at your specific life, where you're at, what worked and what didn't work for you last year, and then kind of taking that and course correcting into 2020. I also walk you through a few of my favorite exercises and rituals. I have used these exact same journaling prompts and exercises and rituals at the end of every year. And I've actually taken some of the home-based business owners that I mentor through them the last couple of years as well. And so they're tried and true and they really help you to release. So if you are feeling like you're dragging a little bit of um, negativity or anxiousness or just feeling a little worn down, if you had a hard last year, it helps you release that, let it all go. Um, and it also helps you look forward. We make um, not only some goals, we set a word for the year and I help you make an in case of emergency list, which is one of my favorite little exercises in there. Um, I don't want to give too much away because I want it to be a fun surprise for those of you guys that get the workbook. But basically, it's going to help you when all of that New Year's motivation starts to wane and you start to just kind of get into the day-to-day nitty-gritty of the new year. And um, it's really, it's a really fun little, little exercise to do. So thank you guys so much to everybody who supported, helped share, participated, purchased, downloaded, all the things. Um, I cannot wait to continue to provide amazing tools and resources for you in 2020. It's starting with this podcast episode. So I am so excited about this conversation. It is a little bit uh, more about bigger picture, about your personal beliefs, about mindset than it is about a tangible kind of step-by-step. And I think that's perfect for the new year because so many of us are are trying to bring big energy, trying to cultivate that momentum, trying to get our, our excitement up for the goals we want to accomplish in our life, in our businesses, our impact, all of those things. And um, I know so many of you guys are learning more about positive vibes and some of you guys are trying to figure out how to... Um, add manifestation into your practice. And for some of you guys, this may be a little bit out of your comfort zone. This may be a little bit woo for you, but um, what I want to do is challenge you to hear a different perspective and to just see what feels good to you and maybe just try it and see how it goes for you. So my special guest today, ringing in 2020, I'm so excited, is one of my absolute favorite bosses next door, the ever-inspiring Andrea Crowder. I know so many of you guys already follow her and already love her so much, and you're going to love this conversation where she just kind of shares a bit about her story and also gives tips for stepping into raising your vibration, stepping into finding that alignment in your goals and your ambition in 2020, and also kind of beginner steps for manifesting and learning how to add some more of that into your life in 2020. So for those of you guys who have not yet been introduced, Andrea Crowder is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's a mom. She had her start in network marketing and now she also is the co-founder of the brand Spiritually Intimate, which is such a cool company. Among other household um, products like beautiful pillows and, and things for your vision board, they make and specialize in lingerie bralettes that actually have pockets for you to put your crystals in. So for those of you guys that love um, crystals or healing crystals or the properties of crystals and you want to carry them around with you, they make little pockets in their bralettes. It's so genius um, and they're also so beautiful. So that is one of her many passions um, is spiritually intimate. She also co-hosts a podcast called Spiritually Intimate Conversations, which if you love this conversation with her, you should hop on over and subscribe to that podcast to get to hear more from her. Um, on a regular basis. She is also the CCO of Sacred, which is another incredibly cool high vibe company that makes frequency infused oils. I know a lot of you guys are like, what? 
crystals in your bra and frequency infused oils what is even happening <laughs> they're so cool so they're mct oils that you can drop in your tea or your coffee or smoothies or whatever you like to drink and they are actually infused with frequencies to help you um get into that vibe. So there's one for love and higher consciousness. There's one for calm and grounding, which is my absolute favorite one. Um, and there's one for focus and clarity. So, so, so cool. So go check those out as well. Okay. Without further ado, I want to hop into this conversation with Andrea. I know that you're going to love it so much. It is the perfect conversation to um, start your 2020 off with on the right foot. I do want to say I recorded this conversation with Andrea as one of the very first interviews I ever did when I was dreaming up this podcast. So the audio quality is not as good as the more recent podcasts. So bear with me um, as the audio in our conversation is a little bit janky, but I think the conversation is so good that you're not even going to be distracted by it because Andrea shares such incredible tips and stories and just listening to her I know you're going to feel your vibration and your energy raise and it's going to put you in a really inspired state to go out and crush it so thank you guys so much for joining me and I hope you enjoy this episode um, okay so let's have you just kind of share I guess your story of like maybe the last six years I think you were starting to go with that but um like, yeah, a bit about you and how you got here and all that kind of stuff. I mean, starting my network marketing business, I felt like the first year, the first few months was so much fun that really everything just started taking off naturally. But then once I started paying attention to what other people doing were doing, I was in more of like a comparison mode. And I found that my business was really declining. And I was telling myself all the stories of I'm doing all the things like people do when they're in business and nothing's working and saying like, I'm doing it right. The business is yeah, it's broken. Not <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. So um, once I started it's so funny because somebody had recommended very early on in my business, you should read the book, The Secret. And I was like, okay. So I went and rented it from the library because I was too broke to buy all these books that everybody told me that I should be reading. And I rented that and then, or borrowed that. And then also borrowed that Howard Schultz autobiography about him starting Starbucks. And I ended up reading that one instead of The Secret. <laughs> and it was a year later before my husband happened to be on Netflix and just searching through stuff. And I saw the title and I was like, oh yeah, that was that book that so-and-so told me to read forever ago. Turn that on. And so he turned it on and I watched it and I was like, huh, interesting. And I was like, still very skeptical. I'm like, okay, you're going to sit here and just money's going to fall out of the sky or whatever. And it was just, I think the secret is just like a great gateway drug into manifesting and network or not network marketing, but um, law of attraction. Before that, you weren't very like, you weren't really like into the woo stuff at that point? Uh-uh. No, I didn't even, it, it was not even in my awareness. <laughs> I grew up very um, Christian. I just, you know, it, everything was that I understood was from more of a religious standpoint, not a spiritual standpoint. So the law of attraction was like very new to me. And I was like very, very, very skeptical. But after watching it, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to apply a few little things, just like set a few intentions. And they were talking about, you know, when your mail comes, like celebrate it and don't make it like an icky feeling. So I was like, okay, I'll try that. And then the first thing that I ever intentionally realized that I manifested was a protein sandwich from Panera Bread. <laughs> so, and I was like, this is weird because I literally was just saying how much I really wanted an egg sandwich. And then I went to Panera Bread with my mother-in-law and they printed out a little receipt for the coffee that I purchased. And on the receipt, it said one free protein sandwich, which is their egg sandwich. And I was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> and then I started just setting intentions for just like fun money flowing to me. I love fun money, fun surprise money. And I went to work a few days later and I was normally one of the first people in the parking garage at my normal corporate America job. And um, every single morning I parked in the same exact spot because the parking garage was empty. Well, this morning 
for some reason, somebody was parked in my spots of all the spots in this entire empty garage. And I was like, weird. So instead of taking a right into my normal spot, I just took a left and I was like, no big deal. Well, the universe redirected me to park into the spot. So when I opened my door, there was literally a wad of cash on the floor. It must have been like almost $30 and probably all ones. And it was just, it just felt like a big wad of cash because it was mostly ones. And I was like, um, (laughs) okay, that's not a coincidence. And so it was just those little things that started creating intrigue for me. And then Wayne Dyer flowed into my life and I read uh, Power of Intention. And that really, really, really opened my mind up to a new idea of life because religion always felt, it, it just sat wrong for me, partly because I'm married to someone who doesn't believe in anything. So according to Christian religion, he's going to go and go to hell and burn there for all of eternity. So that was hard for me to grasp for the person that I love most in this world. And then thinking of things that I was going through in my life, my mom had um, started struggling in her life and seeing the person that I had on this massive pedestal for my entire childhood up until my early twenties start to crumble. I didn't understand. And I honestly took it personally. Like, why is she doing this to me? Like, I need you now because now I'm a new mom and how am I supposed to be a mom if I like don't have my mom? And so for her to, you know, kind of be checking out and going through such deep, intense struggle herself, I had to find a way to resolve that within my own heart because I was so angry and resentful towards her basically letting her life fall apart. And it was Wayne Dyer who would tell his story about his father who um, was, I believe, abusive. And then he ended up um, being adopted later on. So he went through several, you know, homes and, and whatnot. And just hearing his story of believing that his dad had to be that way in order for Wayne Dyer to become the independent person that he is. And just that little piece of perspective perspective shift for me really completely changed how I viewed the world and anything that flowed into my life that felt uncomfortable or that felt like something bad was happening to me. And it made me think and ask myself, how is this happening for me instead of to me? And that one little mindset shift made me realize like, okay, there's such a, there's so much more to this world when it comes to this topic of spirituality. And I know everybody uses that as like a big blanket term when they don't want to identify with one particular religion. Cause I think we think of religion as almost a dirty word now, but I didn't know what else to call it. So I really just dug into a lot of wear and dire stuff and then fell in love with Gabby Bernstein and Marianne Williamson. And here I am today. And I feel like my life is completely different. Um, but it all started with a protein sandwich from Panera bread. <laughs> you feel like you have kind of like was so was manifestation kind of what like launched the changes in how you ran your life and your business or did it kind of bleed into other things completely because once I started understanding okay the concept of how is this happening for me instead of to me that was like a big game change in my business because when my business felt like it was stalling or declining I kept thinking again you know I'm doing all the right things. It couldn't possibly be my fault. And so once I took complete ownership over everything that was flowing into my life and how it was flowing into my life, and then the words that I was using to continue to affirm how it was, that was the big change. My business went from having like a $70, anywhere between $70 to $200 per week to making a six-figure income in the next 12 months when the previous 18 months I had been barely scraping by. Yeah. So it was a ginormous shift in in business. So for someone who is maybe at that point that you were at, what are some of the things, like the small things in your day-to-day? I know you said even just changing the way you talk about things. Like what would be, I guess, maybe like three little quick things that they could start to pay attention to to help them kind of shift their mindset a little bit? I would say the first thing would be to take a thought inventory. So just spend maybe 24 to 48 hours and just really inventory the thoughts that are on repeat in your head because the majority of the thoughts that we think every single day are thoughts that are 
cycle thoughts. We consistently think them and it's almost like a habit. So if you wake up every morning and you do the same exact thing, you wake up, you go brush your teeth, you pee, you go pour a cup of coffee. Like if it's the same routine, then your environment is triggering the same thoughts. And so as you continue to go through your day, often a lot of those thoughts are very, very, very disempowering, low frequency thoughts. And now what I understand about manifestation is every thought that's connected with a feeling that matches is pushing itself out into um, the quantum field. And I like to describe this in a way that makes it feel very simple for people. Just imagine that five feet out in front of you and one big circle, there's a mirror. And so you have this mirror following you around. It's always with you everywhere you go. And every thought that's connected with the feeling, the feeling is what charges the thought, gets pushed out into that mirror, and the mirror reflects it back to you. And so if you do a thought inventory, you're realizing that probably the majority of your thoughts that you're pushing out into this quantum field or your little mirror, they're getting reflected back to you. So what the universe does is it goes and finds a like frequency. So when you hear people say like attracts like, it means that the frequency that you're pushing out is going to find a frequency that matches it and it pulls it back to you. It's like a magnet kind of. So if you're 95% of the time throughout your day thinking low frequency thoughts, meaning shame, guilt, frustration, anger, depression, anxiousness, worry, those would all be low frequency thoughts. High frequency thoughts would be joy, passion, um, love. You, If it feels good, it's a high frequency thought. If it feels bad, it's a low frequency thought. So if you're thinking a lot of thoughts that feel bad, your emotions are kind of an indicator that says, yo, sister, you're pushing a lot of things out into that quantum field. They're going to get reflected back to you that you are not going to like, and it's just going to continue to affirm to you what your current life looks like. If you want to change your, your life, you have to change your thought and connect it with a high vibration emotion that will attract the high vibration experiences back to you. So thought inventory. And then I love, love, love the idea of positive affirmations, but they're irrelevant if they don't have the emotion that charges them. So I love visualization. What was that? Thank you. I love that because I, that is something that I think so many people struggle with and so many people forget to say, Mm -hmm. people are like, well, I'm just, my, my life is crap. Like all this stuff is crap. And I'm trying to think these things and nothing's changing. It's like, yeah, but you still feel like crap. So it's not right. So important. Exactly. And so if you're thinking like I'm broke or let's say you're trying to positive affirmation your way out of being broke and you're thinking like, okay, I'm wealthy. I'm a wealthy bitch. I'm so fucking wealthy. And like, but inside your core, you have fear and you have worry because when you look at your actual finances, it's reflecting back to you that you have $300 in your bank account. And you're like, I'm thinking wealthy thoughts, but nothing's happening. It's because you're not charging it with the belief that you actually are wealthy and it's the emotion that charges it that brings the like experience back to you. So if you have worry that's getting charged with the thought, worry is getting bounced out to the quantum field and it's bringing more things for you to worry about back to you. So yeah. visualization. Go ahead. You have found that helps you to kind of like connect to those feelings when, because I think there are times in life when there are, things going on around us that are scary or worrisome, you know? And so like, is there something that you found that helps you to kind of like be able to block that out and focus on the feeling that you want to be feeling? Yeah. Well, I think I heard this from Gabby Bernstein, but she used to always say, ask yourself, how can I see this differently? And if I can change my perception about a situation that's going on into my life and I can get myself to at least a, a, a neutral emotion about it, to where I'm not necessarily worried about it, but I may not be feeling like super, you know, high and happy and all of that stuff. You can manifest from a neutral space. You can, I mean, you can manifest from every space, but are you manifesting what you want? So that's the big difference, but it's really thinking about, you know, um, how can I see this differently? And, um, if you can start to look for, okay, I can see how I may have attracted this and how can I shift it? 
then I would say go into a visualization mode. I love Pinterest. I don't really spend a lot of, I'm not one of those people that falls into Pinterest and I can never get out. So this is a healthy habit for me, but you have to ask yourself if it's a healthy habit for you. So I can go onto Pinterest and I can almost like live in a photo and just let that photo raise my vibration. Sometimes you can do this through TV. I know people are like, don't watch TV. You'll never be rich if you watch TV. Like you'll never be rich if you feel broke all the time. That's for sure. So whatever it takes to raise your vibration, if it means like pretending like you're friends with the Kardashians, I don't care what it takes. (laughs) It's going to be unique to each individual person, but I love Pinterest or sometimes even just laying down and allowing myself to kind of like release any worry, release any stress. Faith is faith because you have to believe in something that you can't tangibly touch or see yet. Mm -hmm. So if you can imagine it, the brain doesn't know the difference between real or pretend. That's why when you think about one of your favorite foods, you can start salivating or you're watching a scary movie and your heart's palpitating, even though nobody's really chasing you, right? Your, your body and your, your brain is actually creating a real physical reaction based on thought and imagination. So this is really powerful for you to know that you can utilize imagination or visualization to get yourself into a different feeling. So sometimes if I'm a really low frequency, like anxious, I will go jump in the car and I will sing my freaking heart out. I do this with my daughter too. We, um, if she starts to feel anxious about a test coming up, we'll go jump in the car and we'll find any freaking song that will raise our vibration. And also the cool thing about you actually belting it out and singing like you're Whitney Houston is that you're actually sending vibrations through the body they're going to start to kind of release and dissolve some of that stuck energy that might feel bad, like anxiousness. So if you have like a knot in your stomach because you're worried too much, something like a physical movement, like either singing or dancing or running, exercising, whatever it takes to kind of move that stuck energy is where I start with first. Once I can get into a more neutral emotion, that's when I go into the visualization. Okay, so it's like get yourself out of negative to neutral mm-hmm. and then start trying to do the mm-hmm. kind of positive affirmation stuff because otherwise it's almost kind of a wash, right? Right, and you have to start with things that feel believable to you. So if you're sitting there with negative money in your bank account and you're like, I'm going to manifest a million dollars in the next week, it could be done, but you most likely are not going to believe it. You most likely are going to have a lot of fucking resistance around that idea. So start with something that feels believable that you'll have either no resistance around or minimal amount of resistance. And you can start to play games. Money's always a hot topic because that's what I feel like people struggle with the most is you know, manifesting larger streams of income or a larger savings account or whatnot. I like to play a game and actually the secret has an app called the secret money and it will give you an assignment to emotionally spend a certain amount of money every single day. And so it starts you with $500. And then as you continue to spend 500, um, then it starts to go up to a thousand, 2000. So that's a fun way to do that. But I like to play a game of how would I spend $566 million and I play this with my kids. So like we're buying airplanes when we're driving to Target, like Mm -hmm. private jets and, you know, new houses on like different countries and we're starting nonprofits and like we're just always spending money in our heads. So we're getting our subconscious used to spending large amounts of money. So as I want to continue to manifest more. I'm almost like building the muscle first by pretending to spend on large things and getting myself comfortable. If you've ever been super, super broke in your life and walked into Chanel for the first time, you feel very out of place. So go sit in Chanel until it feels like home. Who cares if you're not buying anything? (laughs) Your homework from this time. Right. The mall. So as you started to do this, I know you said your network marketing business kind of transformed mm-hmm. financial success, but I feel like just knowing you over the last two years, really when I've known you better, I've seen you just continue to add like thing after thing after thing after thing. Now you have Spiritually Intimate, which is your amazing crystal pocket lingerie, and you've got Sacred Co., which is the oils, and you've got collaborations with people like Amanda Francis, you've got your podcast and your business partner, Blair, it's like so many things. So how have you been able to using manifestation and flow and all this kind of stuff, continue to add stuff without totally burning yourself out? 
That's a really good question. So first of all, the people, everything that I say yes to is in alignment with what I believe is my overall purpose in this life. And that's for me to feel good and to help other people to do it too. That's it. It's no more complicated than I want to help people feel good. I want to feel really, really good. And I want to help other people do that too. So it's easy for me to say no to a lot of stuff. I get people messaging me for collaborations and so many different things. And while it could bring more followers to my Instagram or whatever, if it doesn't align with that one core mission, it's a really, really easy no. So it looks like I say yes to a lot of stuff, but I say no to way more. Um, I really, really have spent a lot of time tapping into my own inner, inner intuition to understand how my body or how my soul will speak to me. So I know what feels like an aligned yes for me. And it feels a little bit different for everyone. So for me, like I can't make a decision generally in the moment because if I'm in a really high emotion, I'll say yes to everything. If I'm in a really low emotion, I'll say no to everything. And so I really have to, for me, I know like if you've ever followed human design, I'm an emotional authority. So they would say that there's no truth in the now for me. So I'm not, I shouldn't say yes. And also I align myself with people who understand that about me. And for people who understand and believe the same way that I do, that alignment before action always comes first. And so every single person that I partner with, if I message them and say, I'm out of alignment, I need three hours. They're like, bye, go take your three hours. And they like will insist it of me. So my partners really hold me accountable as I do them. So we're not, none of us are in that state of we'll push for the sake of pushing. I do believe that there's a space for the masculine push and there's a time for it. It's not always, but it has to come from an aligned yes of this is a time to step into my masculine. I think we need to understand how to embrace both. I think the world kind of went from all masculine and everybody operate, you know, Nike, just do it and just whatever it takes, no matter how much pain you're in, just like force yourself and like pain will build it. And then we swung heavily to the other side where it's like, we should all just sit here in a field of flowers and be in flow and like nothing should ever feel bad. And like, that's not realistic either being on one side of the pendulum or the other. So I think you just have to know when is it appropriate for me to be in a state of flow and when is it appropriate for me to be in a state of push? And I've always found that the answer comes from, am I making this decision out of fear or faith? And that's all I have to know. If it's a decision made from fear and I feel like I have to push, it doesn't matter how hard I push. The fear will make it. I'll I'll just have to keep pushing harder. Mm -hmm. But it's out of faith or the frequency of love, then I can build on a solid foundation of that. And I can push for a period of time, but I have to know when to stop too. Yeah. I love that. Am I making this decision out of fear or love? I think that's that's a great little like checkpoint like that Mm -hmm. everybody to like stop themselves and I love that you say you have to like you know enough about yourself that you have to take a minute you can't just be like yeah I'll do that like you have to be like give me give me some time to think it over before I say yes or no yes that hard for you or did it come naturally kind of like tuning into your own intuition because I think so many people are really disconnected from themselves like they don't trust themselves enough to 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 be able to take action on what they feel because for so long they've heard like you don't know what to do so here follow like these things that I'm going to teach you from business experts and like everybody gurus like everything mm. I feel like especially for people who are self-employed and they're just kind of like entrepreneurs we're figuring it out as we go right like there's there's not really training for a lot of people and so I think you go out there and you're reading all this personal development and growth you go to seminars and I think sometimes the inadvertent byproduct can be that we think we don't know how to figure it out ourselves. So was that hard for you to kind of tune into yourself or did it happen really easily? Um, No, it was hard at first because you're right. I think the majority of people, because we're raised in a school system that tells you exactly what to do. And if you check all those boxes and you get an A plus and you're a good girl, you're a good boy. And 
I'm not going to get started on the school system today because <laughs> that would be 72 hours of podcasts. But I think that the most important thing that we can do for ourselves, that we can do for our children, that we can do for anybody that we have influence over is that to teach them to trust themselves. I have people right now reaching out to me, asking me because I am an affiliate for Amanda Francis's uh, Money Mentality Makeover course. And they'll ask me, what should I do? And I will never, ever, ever answer that question for them because the only thing that I care about in this world is teaching them for them to know what they should do. What is the best decision for them? How the fuck could I know that? I'm not their soul. I can't hear their intuition. So um, if anybody ever comes to me and says, I have the way, the one way, I'm like, you are definitely not my teacher. And I would run from that person if they said that they had the only way to success mm -hmm. um, because it's just pure ignorance. And I honestly think it's a form of manipulation. So yeah. I think that it did take a little bit of time and it's important to practice with just small stuff at first. Just, it's like a muscle, right? It takes continuously working it on a daily basis for you to build and grow that muscle. Can you hear my puppy snoring in the background? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> She's snoring like an old man right now. Oh my God. <laughs> so the, it, it really is a muscle and it takes time to build up, but yes, after a little while you do start to know your own cues. And I've learned, it's really important to learn from mistakes too. If I make a mistake and I make a decision in the moment, and then I find this becoming painful me late, painful later on because I said yes to something that was not an intuitive yes. I was making, I said yes in like an emotional high. Then I realize that I can just look back and say, oh, I see why this, me having to follow through with this commitment is painful right now. Because if I'm sticking in, if I'm saying an aligned yes to something that is intuitive for me, for me, that it makes sense for me. Generally, whatever it is, it's a nourishing experience. It's an energizing experience. If it's a depleting experience, then I know that I made a decision that it was incorrect for me. So that doesn't mean that it doesn't take hard work. And I know we, that's kind of like the world is a little anti-hard work right now. I think it's takes work, but it's work that feels good. It's work that you want to do. It's work that's very energizing and exciting and passionate. So I do do a lot of work for all the businesses that I'm a part of, but it's aligned yeses of this feels really good. And if it doesn't, then I outsource it to somebody else that it does feel good for them. But it took practice and it just takes patience. And you have to want it. You have to want to learn how to trust yourself. And there's a lot of like undoing of social beliefs and family beliefs about what you're capable of that can be a part of that process. You have to be willing to look at that shit too. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's kind of a scary thing because it is taking that personal responsibility. It's like, oh, now I have to make the decisions <laughs> and mm -hmm. the consequences instead of expecting, you know, my teacher or this like influence person in my life or my spouse or whoever to make the decision for me. It can be really scary for those first couple of times. I love for that, sure. you know, still learning from those mistakes. Like it's okay to not have it all figured out the first time you try it. For sure. And I still make decisions that were incorrect for me. And I still just have to take personal responsibility of saying like, oh, I see how I did that. And I can see how I can hopefully not do that in, again in the future, but I'm not going to hold myself to this level of perfection that's unattainable. That's why we're here. It's like in those mistakes, we grow and we expand. And so I have so much gratitude for a lot of the mistakes that I made, especially in the beginning of my business, because it gives me something to teach now. And it gives me something where people can see like, okay, I can still make all the mistakes because I've made every single classic mistake in business and I've lost money. I've, you know, invested in the wrong courses and the wrong teachers. And, um, I did things that stunted my growth or made my growth, you know, go backwards, all the things. And I still ended up where I am today, which has been wildly successful compared to when I started. So I'm thankful for all of those mistakes. Would you say that you, manifested all the stuff happening now? Like, did you a couple years ago see these things specifically? Like, oh, I definitely want to be to like the clothing and fashion sphere. And I definitely want to be, you know, partnering with these high vibe oils and all this kind of stuff. Or do you feel like this is just a series of 
like aligned yeses that kind of just led you here? Uh, it was all aligned yeses. I never had the vision that I would be starting a clothing line. It's funny because when I was a little kid, I used to want to be Lisa Turtle from Saved by the Bell. She was like my idol. <laughs> and I thought that I was actually going to go to the Art Institute of Seattle and um, go for fashion design. And then as I had finished school, I got into all kinds of trouble and never ended up going to college long-term. I got like some diplomas. So I have zero degrees and, um, I never, I, as I, as I started working again, I took a few years off to be a mom and then I started working a normal corporate job. And I honestly saw myself sticking to corporate America. I always had this desire to work because I like to feel at the end of the day that I did something. I like to feel productive. It feels really good to me. Um, but I think that for a while I thought that would, you know, eventually look like me being a manager or something like that. And then maybe a CEO. But then once I started my own online business, I was very anti-corporate America. And here I am starting like a traditional business again. (laughs) It's so funny how you think you know everything about yourself. And then you're like, nope, just kidding. (laughs) I would never do that. That is like famous last word. Oh my God. I can't tell you how many times I, how many times did I say I would never move to Florida and now I'm here and I'm like, I'm never leaving. <laughs> so, funny. so would you say, cause earlier you said that, you know, your mission is to feel good and help people feel good. Would you say that that is like the core unifier between all these different projects that now you've got spinning? Right. Yeah. So network marketing is helping people feel good in their physical bodies. Um, And then partnering with Sacred. Um, I actually, Brandy Botts is the founder of Sacred and her and I had like the download for our business ideas literally within like the same month. And she lives locally here. So we were just catching up and I was like, oh my God, I had this idea for new business. She said me too. And I was like, well, let's have lunch and let's see if I wonder if our business is the same. (laughs) So we sat down and talked about it and mine was more like I was going to create like high vibe bath boxes. I had gone through this spiritual awakening that I was just exhausting to me and finally feeling like myself again. I really leaned into a lot of spiritual rituals that I wanted to create a way to make those rituals easy for people and feel fun. So, um, when she sat down, she started telling me about her ideas. And initially she thought she was going to get into CBD. We didn't realize that sacred was going to become a frequency infused company, which is actually even way cooler. And so uh, I was actually still fully building spiritually intimate. None of this had come together yet. And she reached out to me at the end of last year and she's like, we have an Andrea size hole in our company. You know, you're already building spiritually intimate and we'll honor that, but we would love to, for you to be a part of sacred as well. And, um, I wanted to say yes in the moment. And I think I even no, actually, I think I did say yes right away, but (laughs) thank God it was an aligned. Yes. I I still feel a hell yes for this company. I believe in everything they do. I think it is so fucking cutting edge. I think it's going to change the world. It's going to be a billion dollar company someday. I don't think it's going to even take 10 years, I think it's going to fully revolutionize the way that people um, care for their bodies and their frequency. And our bodies are 99.9% subtle energy. And so now we have a solution to really support people. That's why people vibe with crystals is it's the subtle energy of the crystal. So now we're taking subtle energy patterns and we're infusing products to be able to give people a different physical, spiritual, emotional experience. And so now we're actually taking um, luckily sacred and spiritually intimate being very much sister companies. Um, the sacred has allowed us access to their scientists who are creating the subtle energy for their products. And we're going to start infusing those into our activewear line and lingerie and all the things. And we have some really cool shit coming that I can't say yet, but I promise you guys are going to be freaking the fuck out if you love anything to do with like crystals or subtle energy. So stay tuned in the next like cross fingers, six months. (laughs) It's been so fun to watch just the small amount that's happened. So like, it's going to be so fun to watch all. It's so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. Bigger and bigger and bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I have a question. Uh, What do you do when things inevitably go haywire, right? Like you, I mean, you're in business, which anyone in business knows, like there are times when just 
all these unexpected things happen or shit hits the fan or there's a mistake or something comes out of left field. Like, what do you do in those moments to, I guess, not only help you stay higher vibe and keep in a zone where you're not manifesting like worst case scenarios. Um, but like, what does that look like for you? Cause you own so many businesses, like surely you can't just check out and be like, sorry, I need to like, just not emotionally be in this. So what does that look like? Or maybe you do, what does it look like for you to kind of help you stay aligned or in tune when things are going crazy? This is, that's a great question. So we actually have a podcast episode on our podcast and it's literally called when shit hit the fan. So, um, the intimate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting episode, actually. So, give us like maybe an intro. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, what happened? I'll give you guys this one example. So, we, the first product that we began to manufacture was a bralette that had pockets for crystals. Everybody's been asking them for forever. And so, we're like, okay, we're going to finally solve this need because we were personally tired of our crystals, like losing them and falling in toilets. So, we found a manufacturer. We started to begin, like we started sourcing all of our fabrics and all the different things. We created the patterns. We did the photo shoot. And then once the photo shoot was finished and we began um, to put everything into place for the manufacturing to begin, the uh, we began pre-sales so that we could get a really clear idea of, you know, the sizing of our current audience and color um, preferences and all that. So that we created in the first batch of product, the, the sizes and the, and the quantities and all that stuff that our audience wanted the most. And so we took pre-sales with the, um, communication to our customers that things would be shipping early January. So they understood like you're buying now, but you'll be the first to get this brand new product and it will go out early January once manufacturing is complete. Well, our manufacturer, the day that they were supposed to begin production of the bras canceled on us and we had already taken all the pre-sales and, um, my partner calls me very early in the morning cause she's in Vermont where our previous manufacturer was and she was touring the factories and just making sure everything in production was going off without a hitch. She was like spot checking samples and whatnot. And she called me early in the morning and I answered my phone. I literally like opened my eyes and woke up to her phone call. And she's like, Hey, did I wake you? And I said, yeah, no problem. She goes, actually, there is a problem, a really big problem. I was like, okay, what's the problem? <laughs> and I'm like still clearing shit out of my throat and like wiping shit out of my eyes from just waking up. And she's like, um, our manufacturer canceled production on everything. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I was like, I must be hearing this wrong. Am I still dreaming? What's, what's going on? And so my first gut reaction in that moment was I need energetic support and I need it right the fuck now. And so I reached out to the person who works on me on an energetic um, basis. So she clears my energy and, um, as just someone that I had, really, really trusted to kind of tap into to see what might be going on in like my quantum field to see if there was anything that felt like shaky or whatnot. And she said to me, when we got on the phone, she started working on me and clearing some energy. And she said, Andrea, you have done a really great job in your life up until this point, but everything that you have built so far was built on the foundation of fear. And I was like, what? What do you mean? She's like, so once she started explaining it to me, I realized that from the time that I was little, I was always in achieve mode to make sure that something bad didn't happen. Because in my house, if you didn't do your chores, it was like there was a lot of emotional abuse and sometimes physical abuse. And so it was constant reaction to prevent something bad from happening. And I realized that I had carried that energy all the way up until that point. And had we gone through with this manufacturer, everything that spiritually intimate would have built, would have been built on, would have still been built in that energy because I had never cleared it. I didn't even, I wasn't consciously aware of it. And so when she told me that, she said, whatever it takes, if it has to fall apart, let it. And I was like, okay. And she said, everything that we, what was that? 
basically she was like, face your fear. Yeah. Well, she was saying it's time to release it and it's time to create a new platform. And this has to be on the frequency of love Mm -hmm. and faith. And so right then I called Blair and I was like, if it has to fall apart, let it. And Blair's my partner. And she, um, had spoke, we spoke to the manufacturer and at first I was trying to explain to them, I'm like, I don't think you guys understand like what this company is doing. Like we expect resistance because I do believe that not everybody's going to want to see a company like ours succeed. And we expect resistance in that regard. But at the same time, we were fully committed to delivering this for our customers. And once we spoke to the manufacturers, we realized like this cannot move forward. It's for the best interest of the end user of our products and that mattered to us more than anything. And so as hard as it was to deliver the message to our pre-sale customers that it wasn't coming, we only had a few people that asked for a refund, like maybe one handful of people. They were like, okay, I'm going to get a refund. Sorry, you guys are going through this. I'll be back later to buy. But everybody else was like, well, wait. And I was like, what? (laughs) So it was such a beautiful transformation. And I honestly think the power of all of it was I had to get onto a podcast and onto our social media accounts and explain to people what had happened and the energetics behind it. Cause that's what our company represents is everything is energy. And so once people understood the purpose in it and why everything that gets built from there on out is going to be on a more stable foundation and the energy in their products is going to be wildly different and so much better and supportive to them. They were like, okay, we're on board. We're going to be patient. It's going to be good. Any, any time else in my life, I think though, had that message come, I would have been like, oh my God, we're going to lose so much money. And like, it would have been a spiraling state of fear for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have one or two kind of last questions for you. you Perfect. Can hang in there for a couple. <laughs> um, okay, so my what was my first one? Oh, so I think that a lot of people, when they hear conversations like this, or when they when they are introduced to people who are running their business with this kind of mindset and this kind of um, priority, I think that they really wonder what does that actually look like in the day-to-day? Does it mean like that you never have those crazy, you know, 12 hour days or that you never have those six seasons of hustle or that you never get tired or that you're always like, let me take a bubble bath before I do anything. So I thought it might be cool if you could share like, what, what does your actual like work life kind of look like? And it, it, I know it's probably different day-to-day because you have so many things, but would you peel back the curtain a little bit for people so that they can see kind of what it looks like when you're going back and forth between that feminine and masculine and prioritizing joy and what feels right and that kind of thing? Yes. So I would say for me, I tend to want to lean into the masculine because all of the projects that I'm working on are hell yeses for me. So I surround myself with people that will recognize that I need a break before I do. So my partner, we're actually very yin and yang and that works perfectly. I actually probably execute more than she does, but she's in more of a feminine more often and I'm in more of a masculine more often, but I do recognize very quickly when I get there and I start to balance it. So it is being Self-awareness is so fucking crucial. If you're not willing to stop and kind of reevaluate the decisions that you're making, it's it will turn into burnout. And if I start to feel myself creep up into that, I will tell everybody like, hey, we're pushing back this launch. It's not going to happen today. And nobody will question me because they know that like there's no way that I would launch a new product or there's no way that I would push forward and, and send out this email if it's coming from a place out of alignment because it's not going to have the reach that, that it would normally have. I'm hurting my business when I'm in a state of push for the sake of, it's a fearful state of push because you think if I slow down, something bad will happen. If I don't do this, something bad will happen. So I constantly am reminding myself, like I'm in control. I can always change deadlines. I can, we always think like, well, I committed to this date, so I have to follow through. And it's like such fucking bullshit (laughs) all the time. So I'm constantly calling myself out on my old, 
on my own bullshit when I start to feel myself creep into that state of masculine. So I do have days where I literally am assigned, like my, the person who works on my energy, she works on me twice a week. I, I heavily invest into my energy. That's something that even before I started really making good money, that was really important to me. And now getting to the point where like, we're actually going to have somebody come into our company and like be a partial owner of our company just to support the energetics of the entire like entity of the company. So that's how much we believe in, in that piece. If that piece is not stable, nothing else is. So I, I really do ask myself in the morning, normally before like 10 o'clock, that's my me time. I like to go on walks with my puppy. I play with my puppy. I swear to you guys, my dog was like, I told my kids we're not getting any more dogs. It's just not going to happen. And then the universe, like I went to the gem and, uh, the crystal and gem show in Tucson last year and came home with a puppy on accident. Like (laughs) it was like, it's totally not planned. My girlfriend's, um, kids were with us when we were out the day before I was heading home and they're like, Hey, we want to go into the pet store and see puppies. And I, we locked eyes and I was like, Oh my God, soulmate. And like, I couldn't leave without her. So your next child, she is my next child. She literally like is it's raining right now. She will not go outside and go potty in the rain. She's a fucking princess, but, (laughs) but I would like do anything for the, I would step in front of a truck for this dog. It's like so weird. And I've never felt this connected to an animal, but I believe that she like came into my life to keep me in that state of playfulness. And if I'm in a state of play and a state of fun, I always say fun equals fast cash. If you're having fun, you're going to make money and it's going to be easily. That's why I don't say yes to things, even though it could make me money. If I feel like it will be a draining money because Mm -hmm. that's going to be slow cash. So, um, so yeah, I, I really do just kind of check in with myself on a daily basis. My mornings, I keep very, very sacred. And sometimes that means I'm going, you know, just for coffee. Sometimes I'm like walking around my house and listening to music. Sometimes I'm responding to messages from people that will elevate my energy, only people that will elevate my energy. So um, my mornings are really, really important to me. And then doing things from like a body standpoint, something that will nourish me in the morning that will feel good. Um, as far as like what I eat, I pay fairly 80% of the time. I'm very careful about eating foods that are going to be energizing to me. Um, and then if I start to feel like it's, you know, things are getting too crazy or I'm making rash decisions, I will force myself to not force myself, but I'll ask myself, what's the most aligned thing that I can do that will allow me to get back into a space of receiving guidance. Sometimes it's a walk, sometimes it's a bath, sometimes it's shopping at Target and just letting myself be completely mindless. Sometimes it's Kardashians, like it just, it never, it doesn't matter, but I will allow myself a full day to binge on Netflix if that is the thing that my business needs the most and sometimes it is. Okay, I have one last question for you. What does aligned ambition mean or feel or look like to you? It means being willing to show up only for the things that are a hell yes to you. I think that ambition can get, um, it can be a really, really beautiful thing because I think that we're all here to do something. We're all here to expand and we're all here to grow, but it's really learning how to check in with what's a yes for me? It's just going back into like, is miracle morning a yes for me and waking up at 5am or is waking up at 830 and not starting work till noon, like a yes for me. Like really it's, it's all a game, like have fun with it and give yourself permission to play with what it feels like to you. Cause once you know what it feels like, or if you can even think now, like when's a time where I accomplished something that I'm really proud of and it felt really, really, really good. It's when you accomplish something that you feel really proud of and it felt really, really good. The alignment is the part that feels really, really good. So you know the difference when you pushed for something and it didn't feel good and you pushed for something and it did feel good. All the differences is the state of being that you're in when you're taking the action. If it feels bad, stop reflect. Do I really want to do this? Should I back out? Should I try it a different way? But 
it should feel good. I love that. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that so good? Can you not just sit and listen to Andrea for hours and hours and hours? I know I could. I just love her so much. I think she is so brilliant, so smart. She has such a great energy. She has such good guidance. And if you need more Andrea in your life, head to the show notes because I have linked up all the ways that you can find her and follow her and be connected with her and find all the incredible businesses that she has um, and just get as much Andrea as you possibly can into your life. (sighs) Okay. Well, I know that gave you guys a lot to think about. I would love to hear your aha moments, your favorite quotes, tag me at the boss next door underscore on Instagram and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Tell me what your big aha moments were. Tell me what your favorite quote was. Show me where you listen. Are you on a walk? Are you um, at your office? Uh, I just want to get to know you and where you're at and what you're loving the most in this episode. Thank you guys so much for joining me and I will catch you next week.